Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to another episode of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this Xbox podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's Xbox gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on podcast services around the world, so please subscribe on your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were Ukulele and the Impossible Lair, Trine 4 The Nightmare Prince, Indivisible, and Frostpunk Console Edition. Games coming out this week include Children of Morta, Planescape Torment Enhanced Edition Icewind Dale Enhanced Edition, Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition Collector's Pack, The Fisherman Fishing Planet, Zombieland Double Tap Road Trip, The Sims 4 Realm of Magic, Samurai Showdown Basara, Soul, Felix the Reaper, Stella, The Jackbox Party Pack 6, interesting, Stranded Sails Explorers of the Cursed Islands, Kine, The Fisherman Fishing Planet Complete Edition, Piggy Ball, whatever the hell that is, Driven Out, Ice Age, Scrat's Nutty Adventure, Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville, Mega Aquarium, and Return of the Oberdin. Always heard good things about that one. Now with last week's biggest news stories, and we have 11 to cover this week. Number one, the biggest news story of the week, Doom Eternal delayed to March 2020. Petrina Rodolvic at Polygon writes, Originally set to come out this November, Doom Eternal has been delayed to March 20th, 2020. Its software and publisher Bethesda Softworks announced the delay on Twitter. Id Software said it's delaying the game so that Doom Eternal will live up to our standards of speed and polish. In a tweet, Id Software also revealed that Invasion Mode, which will allow players to enter someone else's game as a playable demon, will be available as a free update shortly after Doom Eternal launches. Additionally, Doom 64 will be available as a free pre-order bonus on all platforms, not just on Nintendo Switch. Doom 64 will be released the same day as Doom Eternal. This game is a follow-up to 2016's Doom, taking place after an unknown amount of time and centering on the Doom Slayer's return to Earth to save the human race. I know there are so many people that love the first game, unfortunately I never beat it. And this is going to be a huge disappointment for anyone that was looking forward to this fall, but game delays are those bittersweet, always good things. Even though you want to play the game, obviously you want to play it when it's at its best, and Bethesda is taking the time to make sure that's the case. Number 2, The Outer Worlds, Stellaris, and more coming soon to Xbox Game Pass for PC. Megan Spur at Xbox Wire announces, Games coming to Xbox Game Pass for PC in October include F1 2018, Lonely Mountains Downhill, Minute, The Outer Worlds, Saints Row 4 Re-Elected, State of Mind, and Stellaris. The one game leaving Xbox Game Pass for PC is Sinner, Sacrifice for Redemption. More games added to value for all you Xbox Game Pass for PC users. Number 3. Call of Duty Modern Warfare Spec Ops Mode Detailed. Alicia Judge at IGN writes, Activision has detailed the contents of Call of Duty Modern Warfare's Special Ops, which is coming back after being absent since Modern Warfare 2, and provides a story that picks up where the main campaign ends. Up to four players can play Special Ops together when the mode launches alongside the full game on October 25th. According to an official blog post, players battle against an evil that has overtaken the Eastern Hemisphere. The main objective is to quote, stop and sever a global terror organization's access to weapons, funds, intelligence, and hardware. There are two game modes in Special Ops Missions and Operations. Operations are sprawling, multiplayer-only, match-made experiences. Each has a unique objective, usually to remove or destroy a key part of the enemy's armed forces, and can be completed with some flexibility in that you can choose to be stealthy or use force to win. Quote, the situation is always fluid as enemy forces will react to your choices in an attempt to foil your plans, says Activision. They may deploy more soldiers via helicopters, or even bring in a juggernaut or two to wipe out your arm assist fire team. 
Meanwhile, missions can be completed in teams of four or by yourself. Whereas operations test your broad abilities and strategies, missions are laser-focused and test your skills with specific weapons or tools. Upon completing one, you'll be awarded with a star rating based on your performance, which will be familiar to COD veterans. Activision has enabled cross-progression between online multiplayer and special ops, so your customized weapons, killstreaks, and unlockable items will carry over between both modes. One thing to note, PlayStation players can take part in a mode that's exclusive to the console until October 2020 called Special Ops Survival, but despite the name, it's separate to Special Ops. Special Ops Survival is a wave-based challenge where players battle against hordes of increasingly difficult enemies until they are overwhelmed. We touched on that a few weeks ago, how disappointing it is in Activision to make that exclusive deal with Sony, as us Xbox gamers will not be able to play this special part of the mode until the next Call of Duty launches. Nonetheless, hearing all these details about the Spec Ops mode has me even more excited than I already am for the game. Can't wait to play it with my friends. Number 4. Senior Xbox Executive Leaving the Company Jeremy Winslow at GameSpot writes, Xbox's Vice President Mikey Ibarra is leaving the company after 20 years. Ibarra tweeted the news saying it is time for him to move on. Quote, it's been a great ride at Xbox and the future is bright, Ibarra said. He has yet to clarify what his next venture is, but Ibarra confirmed that details will be revealed in the near future. Xbox boss Phil Spencer replied to Ibarra's tweet, thanking him for the work and wishing him the best in the next stage. Quote, you have consistently driven to keep gamers at the center of everything we do, Spencer said of Ibarra. Ibarra had a short stint as a software development engineer at HP prior to joining Microsoft as a systems engineer in June 2000. He worked his way through the ranks before becoming Xbox's partner studio manager between June 2011 and July 2014. Ibarra entered the corporate side soon after, taking on the role of Vice President of Program Management of Xbox for a couple of years before landing in the Vice President role in January 2017. Similar to Microsoft, both Nintendo and Sony have experienced shakeups at the executive level. Earlier this month, Sean Layden confirmed he is leaving Sony. SIA Japan Asia's president, Atsushi Morita, announced his departure immediately following Layden's. Both positions have yet to be filled, but Kajiko Takada will reportedly serve as the new corporate director of Sony's Japanese branch. Nintendo's president and COO Reggie Fizume announced he was retiring before E3 2019, though he was swiftly replaced by Doug Bowser. It remains unclear who will take over Ibarra's role at Xbox. With the new console launching next year in Project Scarlet, it is a bit concerning that the Xbox's vice president is leaving with about a year until the release, but I have all the faith in Phil Spencer and his teams. Can't wait for the future. Number 5. Another departure, Mixer co-founder Matt Salzamendi leaves Microsoft. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, With Mixer securing Ninja, arguably the biggest streamer in the video game world, the streaming platform is currently having a shakeup behind the scenes as co-founder Matt Salzmendi has announced his departure. He follows corporate vice president Mikey Ibarra and Mixer's other co-founder James Behem. Microsoft acquired Salzmendi's Beam back in 2016, and the streaming site has grown in scope significantly since then. It is currently unclear what Salzmendi will be working on, but his statement mentions something with lasers. Salzmendi's departure comes just eight days after Mixer's other co-founder James Bohem tweeted that he was leaving Microsoft too. With both founders and the corporate VP for Mixer all leaving, it will be interesting to see what the future holds for the live streaming platform and what direction Microsoft decides to take it in. An interesting week with key members of both Mixer and Xbox as a whole leaving. Hopefully they can stay on track with their vision of the future, as I think Xbox does have a bright future ahead. Number 6. Oxenfree Creator Explains How Xbox Game Pass Works for Developers Joseph Noop at IGN writes, With the emergence of subscription gaming services like Xbox Game Pass, it's an interesting time to be a gamer and a game developer. With more and more games of all shapes and sizes landing on subscription services, it makes one wonder what benefits developers are seeing that we average players might not. On this month's episode of IGN Unfiltered, Oxenfree and After Parties developer Sean Crankle explains what makes it so tantalizing for indie developers to make the transition to Xbox Game Pass. 
Quote, what I was worried about was, is this going to cannibalize the other sales early on? That was the main point of concern. If this is going to be out on the same platform, I want people buying it on Xbox still. But what we found was that not only did it not cannibalize sales, it increased our sales everywhere else on every platform, Crankle said. You can hear the whole explanation why Game Pass has been what Crankle calls one of the best things to happen for the games industry by watching the video at the top of the page or watching the entire episode of IGN Unfiltered. It's also available as a podcast on your favorite audio platforms. Host Ryan McCaffrey chats with Crankle about his early days working on soap operas, Disney animation, and the special hell that is licensed game development. The two also chat about Night School Studios' newest game, After Party, and how it took inspiration for bar crawls and cemetery walks. I wanted to highlight this story as it's cool to see how the developers have benefited from Xbox Game Pass as I imagine all of us love it. Can't imagine anyone who doesn't. And I wanted to shout out Ryan McCaffrey's IGN Unfiltered podcast. Ryan McCaffrey was another big influence in me starting my own podcast, so go check out his Unfiltered podcast. I can't wait to listen to this one for myself. Number seven, Microsoft patents VR mat and motion controller possibly for Xbox. Next year sees the release of Project Scarlet and the internet has been awash with rumor and speculation as to what Microsoft's next generation console might entail. To further add to the rumors, a couple of new patents have been discovered that point towards VR support. Twitter user WalkingCat found two patents, one that details a VR boundary map and another that shows a motion controller and a stylus. The first patent shows a VR boundary map, or as Microsoft calls it, a virtual reality format activity region that outlines the play area and defines the position of a user in-game, similar to how room-scale VR works with some PC VR headsets. Both sides of the map are spatially distributed pressure sensors that could communicate with a console or device to help pinpoint a player's location and display your avatar in the game world. If you want to learn more, go read Sean Carey's story. Companies patent ideas like this all the time, but it is cool to see that these companies are thinking of things in this way. Number 8. Hitman developer IO Interactive is making a new game with Warner Bros. Lucia Judge at IGN writes, Warner Bros. Interactive and IO Interactive are teaming up together once more to make a video game, but it seems that it won't star Agent 47. The publisher and developer worked together on 2018's Hitman 2 after IO split from previous publisher Square Enix. The two companies have now announced a new console and PC game experience, it seems to be separate from what they've previously created. While they're keeping it tight-lipped on what exactly is in the works, we do know that IO Interactive's two studios in Copenhagen and Malmo will be developing the game. IO Interactive CEO's Haben Abrik said in a press release that the teams are currently staffing up to begin development in earnest. Wanted to highlight this as IO Interactive was tossed around quite often as Microsoft purchasing them, yet we haven't seen anything yet. I don't know if this Warner Bros. partnership leads further credence to that not happening, but maybe we'll see so at XO19 in the fall. Number 9. Apex Legends is getting spooky for Halloween with a dark map and zombie game mode. Luke Punkett at Kotaku writes, Apex Legends is running a Halloween event from October 15th to November 5th called Fight or Fright. It'll introduce stuff like skins, cosmetics, and a game mode centered around zombies, and we'll also see the return of King's Canyon, only now the lights are out. This spookier King's Canyon isn't just for effect, it's part of a temporary game mode called Shadowfall, which sees dead players reanimated as a zombie and put on a team called Shadow Squad. This takes away your weapons and legend abilities in exchange for a melee attack, faster movement, bigger jumps, and the ability to scale walls. This does have me interested in Apex Legends as I still haven't tried out their new map for the new season, but I definitely want to check out this mode in time for Halloween. Number 10, Fortnite Chapter 2 seemingly leaks as Season 11 teases big changes. Kevin Kesnek at GameSpot writes, Epic continues to hint that some big changes are in store for Fortnite in Season 11. The current season of the hit battle royale game is scheduled to end this Sunday, following an in-game event ominously known as The End. It appears that this event could lead to an entirely new start for the game if a supposed leak turns out to be accurate. 
Numerous Fortnite players on Reddit and other forums have discovered an image for Fortnite Chapter 2 on the Italian App Store that suggests the game will be rebranded and revamped following the end of the season. While not confirmed, rumors have been swirling that the next season of Fortnite would bring an entirely new map, after data miners discovered a list of new locations' names within the game's code. The name of this weekend's big event also seems to suggest that Fortnite as players know it will be changing significantly. Further, a recent tweet by the Fortnite Twitter account teases that the end is near and shows the battle bus leaving the familiar island, playing into the rumors that a new map is coming. Cool to see that Epic and Fortnite are trying to really change it up, let's see if these leaks are true sometime next week. At number 11 on one of our longer shows, Rocket League is going upside down for a Stranger Things Halloween. Colin Campbell of Polygon writes, Netflix show Stranger Things is coming to Rocket League for Halloween according to the game developer Psyonix. The Soccer with Cars competitive game will host a Haunted Hollows event starting October 14th and running through this spooky season. Players can earn Stranger Things related digital prizes by playing online games in special areas and picking up candy corn credits. The game's Farmstead Arena will be dressed up as a Stranger Things scary alternative universe, the Upside Down. Cool to see how every year these live service games have some updates to cater to the holiday. Go out there, check out ones that interest you. I will be checking out this Rocket League game as I probably play Rocket League at least once a week. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox. This week, with the departure of Mikey Ibarra, I wanted to do some fun facts about the Xbox lead Phil Spencer. Ben Galber at InGadget writes, Quick facts about Phil Spencer. Joined Microsoft at age 20 as a programmer, has never left the company for 26 years, worked with Ed Freeze in the original Xbox group on creating Microsoft's game platform, his favorite game, Voodoo Vince for the original Xbox, some major franchises Spencer played a key role in, Halo, Gears of War, and Forza Motorsport, the most important moment for him in history of Xbox, the launch of Xbox Live, his favorite type of games are fun, story-based, and involve group play, and he's got a pretty killer haircut. This story was written in 2014, so I don't know how many of those would change, but a little more insight to the lead on Xbox. Thank you guys for all listening to another episode of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share it with your friends, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, I've been grinding Destiny Shadow Key really hard. Gotta get raid ready. Hopefully, I'm going to play it by the time this episode goes live, but I might have to wait till the following weekend. My name is Brandon Rosa. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. I hope you all have a great week and keep on gaming.